let's fast forward a little bit. So it's late 2019 now. In the previous episodes of these Life Lessons uh, episodes, I was talking about 2017, 2018, um, which were, you know, challenging years. You know, they were learning years for me because ultimately we learn the most during our challenging times. Typically, there's a lot more to go over probably from those years, but let's skip ahead a little bit to late 2019. And so I'm well, I'm home at this time in the sense that I'm living in the U.S., living in Minnesota. I even had a girlfriend at the time. Um, that relationship would go south eventually, as most relationships do, statistically. Um, and anyway, so I'm 30 years old. I'm still, you know, kind of a child in a man's body at the time. I'm just, I'm insecure physically and mentally. And um, I was starting to, you know, I didn't really use social media much before then, but I was starting to use social media and I started stumbling across some very interesting influencers. And now I've spoken in the first four episodes about how I in general have a no names rule with these episodes where I, you know, don't, I don't share the names of people. They remain anonymous, um, you know, because I don't want to reveal friends' names and things like that. Um, with with this one, I'm going to go ahead and just reveal this guy's name because he's a super famous influencer now and everything I'm about to say, say about him is pretty much public information anyway. And um, he has like a bajillion, gazillion followers. And uh, yeah, so uh, look him up if you're interested. So <clears throat> I found this guy named Wes Watson. And Wes Watson, <laughs> I found him, I think I first found him on YouTube, on his uh, GP Penitentiary Life YouTube channel. And it's hilarious because here's me, you know, still this, uh, you know, just this kind of uh, suburban, you know, white guy from Apple Valley, Minnesota. Well, he's white too, I guess, but uh, he, he's a total gangster, right? And I'm just kind of this suburban guy. I'm the exact opposite of a gangster, Okay, I came from Apple Valley, Minnesota, which is like, you know, the most innocent non-gangster suburb in the United States of America. And so this guy, you know, he's super tatted up, super jacked, and he uh, had been to prison for 10 years. And he's originally from, well, basically the San Diego area, spent 10 years in the California prison system. And he's, you know, he's five or six years older than me. So at the time, he was probably maybe 36, something like that. When I first found him, I think he's around 40 now. And like on the surface, you would be like, why is a guy like you, Sean, interested in an influencer like that? Like this guy and I come from two very, very different worlds. And he's the type of guy, like if you're like me, if you grew up, you know, in a nice like suburban area of the United States, for example, you're parents might take a look at him and just you know they would immediately be like oh this this guy they'd either be scared to death or they would be like whoa whoa what is up with this guy and they're not going to listen to a word he says because you know he's he's yelling he's swearing he's the most probably the most intense speaker you've ever met uh in his videos and in his content and so people just write him off you know they just they they see him they take one look at him and they're like oh crazy gangster prison guy what they don't see is he's definitely one of he's i mean maybe the most intelligent person definitely one of the most intelligent people i've had the pleasure of meeting in a one-on-one -on -one setting and the reason is simply because he's you know he's well he's a genius because he was a millionaire before prison was making a lot of money and you know sort of running things so to speak during prison 
and then is now a super multimillionaire after prison. So, like, the long story short is he went to prison. You know, he started hustling, selling drugs when he was in his teens, was making a boatload of money, then had some, like, violence charges against him, ended up going to prison when he was, like, 24, if I'm not mistaken, was in prison for 10 years, um, changed who he was in prison in the sense of, you know, he'd always been a violent person, always extremely driven, money-hungry, uh, and extremely smart. He then, in prison, sort of had some epiphanies and realized that it was time to stop hurting people and stop being a drug dealer and all that stuff and eventually find a way to help people in the world. And he did that through starting a, well, let's call it like a fitness and motivation coaching program when he got out of prison and did it so successfully that he, you know, became an absolute superstar within two to three years and was making multiple millions of dollars online and has all these fancy cars and is one of those influencers who a lot of you guys would look at online and say, oh, this guy is so over the top. I can't stand this guy. It's way too extreme. And yes, that's true. It is way too extreme. And, you know, most people like me or you or whoever else listening to this, do we actually want to try to be like that or emulate that and be that extreme? No, probably not. But there's so much value. This is the thing about influencers. Most of the influencers that are famous on social networks nowadays, a lot of them are doing things that are just super extreme. They're way too extreme. So we get turned away from them. But the thing about it is, is if you take 80 to 90% of what they say, the part of it, of what they say and do and promote, that's not super extreme you're going to improve your life because typically it's only 10 to 20 percent that is really extreme does that make sense so it's a good idea to follow these influencers and just kind of have a little thing in your brain that says okay maybe i don't need to do exactly that maybe that's not a smart idea for me but but follow the content the content is often very useful and you just have to be smart enough to distinguish what's useful for you and and what's not right so anyway, um, Wes is, he's a genius. I mean, he's an absolute genius. And the reason that me and so many other people were drawn to him and, you know, and still are is because what he's doing is he's preaching, well, mainly just self-discipline. He's preaching self-discipline and a lot of the principles that world-renowned psychologists preach, but he's preaching it in a gangster way to a gangster audience. <laughs> I just happen to be one of the, the non-gangster people that have also become attracted to it. Now, I don't agree with all of his, you know, nutrition and fitness coaching principles. Back to that in a few minutes. I don't agree with all that, but I really love his mindset and outlook on life because essentially what he does is he turns negativity into positivity. He's one who, you know, he believes that everything about us is that a lot of us just kind of are inherently negative. And I believe that about myself for the most part, uh, but it's about using that negativity we have within us for positivity and also just kind of one of the things he always says, one of the quotes he loves is our, our job, our purpose in this life is to become the person that we admire and then share that person with the world. So what we need to do is look and say, okay, what do I admire in other people? And then create that within ourselves over time. And anyway, so at this time in my life, I'm 30 years old, but I'm still kind of trying to become a man, so to speak. And the journey continues nowadays at 34, by the way. But I kind of became like one of his little de facto minions, as I call them. Like these people on social media who start doing the same thing that he does, 
in a little different way and only having like one one thousandth of the amount of followers that he has where we like post our workouts and all this stuff and blah 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 blah. and we kind of just like copy his style and I was one of like literally thousands of people that started doing this like he's the king of it but a bunch of us started following him we loved it we were inspired and we started trying to do the same thing because we thought it would motivate and inspire people now it motivates and inspires a few I call them my two percenters out of the people that have followed me over the years. But the thing is, is like I overdid it. I overdid it, number one, because we're kind of just like copying his style, which it's his style. It's not going to work for everybody else. And the other thing is, key lesson in life, is that no one really wants to listen to you if your results are still just barely above mediocre. And my results at the time in the area of fitness were decent, but really weren't that good. And I was kind of talking like a tough guy at the same time, being, you know, like, let's go, let's be motivated and do this every day, never quit, you know, and then... Once again, you know, I would realize that I'm actually not that tough when things fell apart for me in early 2021, um, relationship-wise, and broke me down. And that's another story for another day. Um, there was also a, you know, a little pandemic in 2020 that made life challenging and taught me many lessons. But we'll skip that part for now. But anyway, it's a process. This whole thing about trying to change who we are and become the person that we admire is a process. So. A couple of years later, finally, it was in 2022, I decided to actually sign up for one of Wes's programs because he's still, you know, just crushing it. I see him all the time. I follow his content all the time. And so I, I pay a bunch of money to get into one of his programs. Essentially what he does is, well, I get to follow the, you know, he gives me a fitness and nutrition plan, but then I was also training to become an online fitness coach. Because at that time, I had a personal training certification to train people in person, but I wanted to see if there was a way that I could do it online as well, like he and so many other people were doing, well, supposedly very successfully. Now, we can debate the pros and cons of this online fitness boom that has happened over the past few years. But anyway, I signed up for his program. So he was going to teach me how to make money online the way he's done and the way he's taught many others. And so... <clears throat> just this phone call was was hilarious because we're on this Zoom call and everything's going pretty well. I'm like listening to his instructions. We're like 30 minutes in and you just, you know you have someone who's a different breed when they react in a way that you <laughs> that you just will never hear. You almost will never hear anybody else react in the way that some of these most unique people will react. Because I remember, I, you know, I was asking him a couple questions and everything was going well. He's just, you know, he's, it was just kind of another run-of-the-mill call for him. He was a very passionate guy, but this one was nothing super exciting for him. He's just talking to me about everything, blah, blah, blah. Then I asked a question, which is apparently a stupid question. <laughs> I didn't realize it at the time. <laughs> and he like, his eyes go wide open. This is a Zoom call. I would have been scared if it was in person. But it's a Zoom call. <laughs> I don't know what he say. He goes, <clears throat> Sean, if you ever do that, I will take you off the internet so fast that you will never know what hit you. And I'm like, uh, okay. And I'm not going to get into the details about what I was asking or, or the question that I asked him. But I'm like, oh, okay. So this is how, well, number one, this is how gangsters talk to other people. And this is also how people who don't have to deal with corporate or politically correct restraints speak to people. See, because so many of us, especially like where I'm from in Minnesota, where we live in a very passive aggressive world, you know, we're taught to be politically correct. And, you know, if we have an issue with someone and maybe like kind of say it in a nice way or, or whatever, we're not like super direct and we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings and all this stuff. And like sometimes 
that's that's great. Like I kind of agree with that sometimes, but there's also times when like the message just gets missed. Like you just you don't even realize there's a problem because no one will hit you with the problem over the top of the head. <laughs> what I love about someone like Wes is like his his instantaneous anger, his honest anger and his honest reaction is so refreshing in a world where people just can't like everyone is beating around the bush and of course like when he did that it surprised me but it didn't bother me that much because i had seen him do this to other people in group settings and i had seen like obviously i you know i didn't take it personal at all because i've seen that this is the way he reacts to everybody when somebody says or does something that he doesn't like he does it he 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 gets it out really quick it's a burst of anger you can disagree with the yelling if you like but it's a burst of anger and then it's done and it's really refreshing because so many of us, and this often happens all the time in our personal relationships, is we're holding things in and we're, we're afraid to truly say what's on our mind when we're upset about something. And then ultimately it comes back to bite us in the end. Whereas someone like Wes just says it in no uncertain terms, <laughs> loud and clear for you right at the beginning. And he doesn't care if there's going to be a yelling match. But it really is refreshing just to get that out of the way and get it done. Um, so anyway, you know, we, we do the call and, um, everything else went pretty well. Uh, and you know, I joined this program and actually, so I ended up not fully following everything he told me in terms of business coaching, in terms of how to set up an online fitness coaching business, just because I, well, long story short, I don't exactly agree with the way that it's done. It's kind of like a cookie cutter program where everyone does the same you know, you give everyone the same exact fitness program and the same like macronutrient breakdown, which I don't think is the most fair way to do it because I believe personal training and online coaching should be at least somewhat personalized. You can't just give everyone the same cookie cutter program. With that being said, um, it still does work and has worked for a lot of people. But this is, I mean, this is how you make an online business scale is create some sort of a cookie cutter program. Now I can guarantee you this, if you go on Wes's program, you'll get jacked. If you're a guy or a girl, you'll get jacked. Is it the most healthy, sustainable way to do it? Well, debatable, but you will get jacked. Um, and so I just, I decided not to do it exactly that way because I didn't feel that it was, you know, based on my principles of fitness and nutrition, um, the most fair way to do it. But like if for most of you listening, if you want fitness and nutrition advice, so okay, macronutrients, because essentially what him and a lot of other people like him are doing online is giving a you know a workout program where they give you however many workouts you do per week, they tell you what workout to do, and then they set up a macronutrient plan for you. Okay, so what are macronutrients? These are proteins, fats, and carbs. Okay, and when you add up all of the macronutrients, all of the calories that are included in the macronutrients, then you get your daily calorie intake. Now, if you want to increase your muscle mass or burn body fat or do a combination of both over time, you need to understand macronutrients and total calories. So to get into the weeds here, proteins have roughly four calories per gram, fats have roughly nine calories per gram, and carbs have roughly four calories per gram, just like proteins. Um, And essentially, Yes, following a diet where you strictly track your macros or track your macronutrients is probably the most surefire way to build a better physique. Now, for most people, it's not really a reasonable thing that you're going to want to do throughout all of your life. It's very tedious. It's very hard to eat meals out and with other people. Um, So it's not something that people are going to want to do that often. With that being said, I do recommend that 
if interested, if you really want to improve your physique, that you do try it at least for a short time. Um, or at a bare minimum track, your amount of protein and total calories that you eat. Now, this is something that takes a little bit of work, especially right at the beginning, uh, but it is good to do from time to time, especially then that way you can at least kind of give like a like a ballpark estimate of what you're eating and what you need. See, like nowadays, I don't really actually track my macros, but I do always have a ballpark of knowing like, okay, how much protein do I need at least? And, you know, how much protein do all of these different foods I'm eating have in them? Okay, so I'm an advocate for tracking macros at least once in your life for at least, you know, maybe a couple weeks or a month just to get an understanding of it. And if you're not going to do anything, any of this like super strict stuff, what I just recommend for most people as a blanket recommendation is to try to eat one gram of protein per pound of body weight or target body weight per day and then just lift weights. Like you could pretty much do that forever. You could, you could, you know, eat one gram of protein per pound of body weight. So like, let's say you weigh 150 pounds, eat one or 150 grams of protein per day, regardless of how many carbs and fats and whatever you eat and, and lift weights just on at least a few times a week, if not close to everyday basis, you could probably just do that forever. And you're going to have a pretty good physique over time. Um, it may not get you super, super fast results if you're looking to burn a bunch of fat or you know whatever, but um, you can pretty much do that over the long run and you'll be in pretty good shape. But you know, macronutrients, all that stuff, uh, workout programming are different topics for different days. But just back to the main thing, which is about these, these influencers and Wes in particular. See, a lot of people see him as someone who is, you know, negative or too intense. And, you know, there is a lot of negativity in the things that he talks about, but it really resonates with me and a lot of his little gangster minions as well because he just has an overwhelmingly positive impact like he he sees the negativity inside of us that also existed and still exists to some extent with him and teaches us how to overcome it how to turn it into positivity because if you're like me and you know he's certainly similar things like you know mild anxiety and mild anger when controlled and when used properly are actually very, very useful. I'm a person who's, I'm not super, super depressive. Um, I have been at different times in my life. I'm more of an anxious type than a depressive type. And I used to really hate it when I got anxious. But nowadays, I just kind of see the anxiety as just a sign. It's a sign that, okay, something is making me anxious. I need to do something and change the situation. I need to take some form of action. All right. And for me, um, they can, like I said, mild anger and mild anxiety are actually very productive states for me. Uh, they're, they're, you know, they're states of mind that just that that get me moving. If I'm mildly anxious, or if I'm you know about something, or if I'm mildly angry about something, like getting um, kicked off of a TV show. I'll come back to that in a minute. <laughs> Sorry, um, but um, but anyway, just kind of concluding this whole story about Wes is like. You know, there's a lot of ego in all of this, um, especially with these influencers and everyone on the internet. And like, for example, me, my ego like still wants some sort of of fame to be famous in in a certain way. That's a big part of why I'm doing these these episodes, right? Um, now, I decided I didn't want to be exactly like West, do it the exact way that he did it. Um, but I still, for example, definitely seek fame in a certain way, and. Um, in the next episode, I think I'll talk about my first and possibly only stint in show business. 
smile, smile, wink, wink. To be honest with you, in my experience, the people that I met in show business could probably use some of the character building things that Wes talks about, um, just in terms of you know self discipline, accountability, and extreme ownership. You know, well, that's a Jocko Willink concept there. But um, anyway, uh, I guess you know the cool thing about my experience with show business in the brief time that I worked in it is that now I get a chance to be kind of angry at at both coasts, if that makes sense. I'm still angry at Washington, D.C. over what happened six years ago now, losing that job opportunity. Now I'm angry at Hollywood. I'm angry at the East Coast. I'm angry at the West Coast. I'm just this, I'm this kid from Minnesota in the winter, in the, in the cold winter, that's angry at the coasts, angry at all the important people in the government and the, and the East Coast and all the, the cool, fancy people in Hollywood and the West Coast. I'm just the, the kid up here in Minnesota. I say kid, but I'm 34 years old, but I'm a kid, all right? I'm still young. I'm young at heart. Just the, the kid up here in Minnesota in the middle of nothing, nowhere land. Mad at both coasts and all the important people on both sides, all the cool people. Eh? Come up here. Come up here. Come up here when it's below zero. We'll see how long you last. Eh? Eh? All right. <laughs> all right, I'm done. I'll stop. Okay. That's all I got for you today. We'll talk again soon, very soon. Love y'all. Peace. <laughs>